You're listening to the Godfather and Gorney podcast on Rivals.com with your hosts, the Godfather of Recruiting, Mike Farrell, and National Recruiting Analyst, Adam Gorney. That's right. Welcome back to another edition of the Godfather and Gorney podcast. My name is Dave Barry, and I am joined by my two best friends in the world, Mike Farrell and Adam Gorney. Guys, it's been a little while since we've been together. How are we doing? Uh, doing great. Absolutely great. I can hear that in your voice, Mike. You sound, you Gorney, sound great. Gorney's, Gorney's not doing great. He's sick. He broke his elbow. He's got a lot of problems. Yeah, I'm actually not doing great. I uh, went sledding over the holidays with the family, thought it would be a nice thing to do, and smashed my arm off a pole and broke my elbow so well we all know how dangerous sledding can be so <laughs> so so athletic you are I'm just so athletic all right let's get into rankings let's talk rankings Gorning. all right let's talk let's talk darnell washington first because someone asked me about that today a newspaper asked me about him today and why michael mayer is ranked behind him and i said because of Gorning. well blame me all you like yeah, well, I think you're the only one who really feels that he's going to pan out as a five-star talent. There are certainly worries. Um, you know, he's going to Georgia. They don't throw the ball to the tight end. We know that. So they haven't done it in years. And so they're going to have to really introduce that into the offense. Um, but this is a kid who's 6'7", 6'8", 255, 260, and can run. And I I don't get why people at Under Armour said he, he was slow-footed and turned like a battleship and all those things. That is not what I've seen over the years from Darnell Washington. He's a bouncy, athletic kid. Obviously, with that kind of length, he's uh, he's not going to be you know running the fastest 40 in the history of the world. But in terms of catch radius, throwing the ball up and no one can outreach him for it, in the red zone, all those kinds of things, there might not be a better player in this class for that. So... If he goes to Georgia, he's physically ready to be on the field immediately. He can catch the ball, nice soft hands. I think he's a special physical prospect, maybe that we haven't seen in Rivals history in terms of just his size and his athletic ability. So I think he's very, very special. That's not to knock Michael Mayer at all. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Kyle Rudolph type. Um, he's been compared to some others, and I don't see that you know super athleticism and separation ability. Um, but he catches everything. I think he's going to have a huge career at Notre Dame. This might be really a class where three three tight ends should have been five stars. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not worried about the offense. I mean, if he's that special, Georgia will throw the ball to him. Isaac um, Nada was special. They didn't throw it to him. Isaac Nada didn't turn out to be special. Yeah. I, I really don't think he did. And, you, you know, I was talking about physical freaks at the tight end position and Guys who are flex guys who are big targets, you know, like Kyle Rudolph, as you mentioned, Greg Olson over the years, um, Martellus Bennett, OJ Howard, those type of guys. Yeah. Um, Eric Gilbert this year. But, and, you know, looking back at Nada, I think we reached, you know, he's about six foot three, he wasn't very long. And, and, you know, he's sort of up and down throughout his high school career. Remember, we saw him, he was in great shape, he's dominated, he went out to, uh, before he went off to IMG, he added a bunch of weight, got slow, then he lost a bunch of weight, got fast again. There were too many questions about him, so I, I kind of regret that one. And, and we'll see about Darnell. I mean, he's either going to be great or not. I mean, Leonard Manuel has the highest boomer bust factor in this entire class, um, the 6'5", 200-pound wide receiver, who may or may not sign with Florida, may or may not end up at JUCO, may or may not 
show up in college. Who knows? I mean, yeah. he's an enigmatic kid. But I think Darnell's right up there. Yeah, that's that. that could definitely be true. And and I, I just think Darnell's going to be a kid when Georgia has the ball in the red zone. If he has 25 catches a year, you know, 10 could be touchdown catches because there's no one in college football if they throw the ball up, whoever Georgia's next quarterback will be, Jamie Newman, I, I imagine after that, Brock Vandegrift, if they just throw the ball up in his area, there's no one that can outreach him for it. It's almost like kind of throwing it into a center and, uh, you know, a small forward is defending that center. He could just box people out. You can throw it up to him in the end zone and he's athletic enough to go up and get it. He's, he has that kind of reach. And so I think that is going to make him special. And then l- later on, NFL teams are just going to absolutely love that. And so I think that is why he deserves a five-star ranking. Ah, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. <laughs> a few other guys, uh, you know, and I don't want to start this off as a, a negative. I mean, I, th- I think we're happy with our top three for sure. You know, Brian Brise and, and then the two quarterbacks, Bryce Young and DJ. Ooh, Agalele. Ooh, 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 uh, and Miles Murphy, Broderick Jones at four and five, Elias Ricks, Kaylee Ringo at corners. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's a good group. Linebackers, I love the three linebackers. I think Trenton Simpson's going to be the best of the three, but the other two are just so physically freakish that, you know, I think all three will pan out. Running back is my concern. Yeah. Zach Evans is 13, super talent, no doubt about it. We don't know where he's going to go. We don't know where he's going to visit this weekend. We don't know who he's going to sign with. We don't know if he's already signed. We don't know a lot of things about him. But We don't know anything. You know, when I was looking at the running backs, I'm like, Bijan, I'm okay with. Because he yes. can do a lot of different things. I'm worried about, I don't know. I'm not so worried about Demarcus Bowman. But Kendall Milton, Marshawn Lloyd are two guys that I'm a little bit worried about speed-wise. You know, when they get to the combine in a few years, are they going to pop off four six fives and just plummet in the draft? Or, or will they have great careers and get faster? Uh, so those two guys worry me a little bit. I'm, uh, my concern here is that we're, we redid 2014, and when we got really excited about five running backs – and, and and obviously, you know, Fournette and Sony Michelle were absolutely fine and justified. Rock Thomas was a five-star, didn't pan out. Elijah Hood, five-star, didn't pan out. Jalen Hurd switched positions, switched schools, switched everything. And then sitting at six was Nick Chubb. And that was like the clear, should have been five-star guy. And so I think what happens is sometimes, and you could talk to this too, is you kind of fall in love with guys early. You see them a lot early. You're convinced they're five stars. And then to take them out of five stars, super hard. But to put people in is a little bit easier. And so Tank Bigsby is sitting there. Jason McClellan is sitting there. Roydell Williams is sitting there. I'm just concerned that we kind of fell in love early with guys at five star. Milton Lloyd would be those guys. Maybe Bowman. I mean, have we seen Bowman against elite national competition do anything? I don't know. Not really. And so I think that, uh, you know, and, and college performance is one part of the rankings. Where they're going to get drafted is the next. If we're betting four years down the road that five running backs go in the first round, when we're talking about Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor not, maybe not even going in the first round, that's a hard sell. And so it's, it's very difficult to do because they're so talented and dominant at the high school level. But long term, their value kind of goes away. Yeah, and Rock Thomas obviously got in trouble at Auburn. Sony Michelle was a first rounder. Leonard Fournette, as you mentioned, was a first rounder. So 
two out of five there. Elijah Hood had a good career in North Carolina. just wasn't a guy that was going to test well. And, and in hindsight, looking back, that's the type of guy, you know, like Kendall Milton and Marshawn Lloyd, you know, same type of guy, you know, really yeah. good at the high school level, could have a really good college career, but, you know, end up not panning out. And then Jalen Hurd, listen, I, I certainly was never, <laughs> I was never for Jalen Hurd being a five-star, but that's, that's revisionist history and it's old stuff. And, yeah. You know, but I was also never for Nick Chubb being a five-star, and he kind of panned out pretty well. And then you look down the list of Royce Freeman and stuff like that. But it's better than the Derek Green type Juan Mizell double dip that I did one year. That was a double dip from hell, yeah. Yeah, I blame you on Derek Green, honestly. I, I had no say on Derek Green. That yeah, was... you did. I, I remember the call. I remember the call. I, I, Derek Green you know, showed up, obviously, in the spring of the camp. And this was before the five-star challenge, uh, before he showed up at the five-star challenge. And he was dominant physically, just so impressive. That had trimmed down, yellow faster, was catching the ball well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and you're like, why don't we just make him a five-star? That is revisionist history if I've ever heard no. it. No, no, I remember it distinctly from you. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So yeah, that, that, that's, was a, that's, that's that, was, that was a very bad year. That was Derek Green, Thomas Tyner. Greg Bryant was a five-star. Ty Isaac mm-hmm. was a five-star. And then Derek Henry, you know. and But those oh, were the days yeah, where... Four-star. Yeah. Four-star. <laughs> those were the days where he ran upright. We were worried about it. He was too big. We were worried about it. He weighed too much, and he was too slow. Which, yeah, is, the, you know, which is all of the arguments for Kendall uh, for uh, being against Kendall Milton, and I, I'm just not buying it. I think the kid is super talented. And Ezekiel Elliott at 84 that same year as well. So I'm just telling you, you know, sometimes you would have finished the rankings, you lock them in and you look back and you're like, Oof. what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did I do that? Did I just hear a cat or uh, is that a baby? No, that was me taking a drink of my diet seven up. Wow. You sound like a baby cat. The baby, the baby is at Disneyland today. With the flu? What the hell? No, we got to bounce her back. We got to get her going again. It's no flu then. It's not a flu. All right, the guy in this class who can't miss. So I'm going to take Eric Gilbert. Just can't miss. Yeah, that's that. That is a good you can't one. Can't take the same guy. You can't take the same guy. I thought we were going to talk about yours, and then I would I would say mine. No, pick your guy. Wait, can you hear me chewing? Yes, I can, and it's very it's, unappealing. It's pretty awesome, though. It's an RX bar. I'm addicted to these things. Friedman got me hooked on them in Orlando. You know, you think that's nutritious, but it's really just a lot of sugar and calories. I, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. Hold on. Ooh, this is going down fast. Yeah, there, it's <laughs> terrible for you, I don't, Mike. I don't think there's a lot of sugar in those. I eat those. There's a yeah, lot of fat and calories, though. No. There is. It's like eight dates, two peanuts. It tells you on the front. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, sure. There, there's sugar. Thanks, thanks, hey, it, It's organic sugar, though. You're fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not getting thinner, but they're good. They're really good. Well, if you eat, right, if we, you eat eight of them, Mike, it doesn't work. Yeah. They're yeah. Very, yeah. Well, they're very, they're very dead. They're very dense. Yeah. So you can't eat eight. They're they're like eating a brick. Yeah, so, it's no, it's no good for you. Listen, this is my post-workout meal. Oh yeah, post-workout. Yeah, I just pump some weights and. <sighs> Get some Pilates and stuff. So who's you can't miss? So this is an easy one. I think Brzee is a, is a can't miss guy because he's so versatile on the defensive line. But uh, down the line, it's Elias Ricks for me, man. He is. 
we haven't talked about him and and when we do talk about him it's that keely ringo is better but in games in any setting where i've ever seen him and he had to compete and he's gonna have to compete at lsu and there's only one cornerback job for the next two years he has been so good so dominant we're talking about Derek stingley being dominant and Elias Ricks is one notch below how good Derek Stingley is. And he has longer arms, and he had six pick sixes as a junior in high school, which is amazing. Not six interceptions. Six pick sixes, three in one game. He's an amazing player, and we I, I actually think he might be too low at six because he kind of faded away at IMG this season. Well, in our, in our defense, we did have him ranked higher than Ringo. So we always yes. had that debate. There was one loud voice that said Ringo, but everybody else kind of, you know, went in line and agreed with you on Ricks. But they're both very good. I think that the argument, was, the argument was in three years, Ringo's going to kill the combine, and Ricks might not. And, and, and <laughs> right. you know, we'll see. You know, but right. his body of work will probably be better. So, um, I don't know. The guy we should have made a five that we didn't, uh, I'll give you mine. My, my regret already. And people are like, you know, sign, signing day's not even here. You can change this. No, it's not the way it works. It's locked. It's all locked in. Who you got, Keishon Booty? Keishon Booty is going to be the guy I look back on and say, why didn't I? And, you know, people take things out of context. They were asking me, like, why isn't he a five-star? And I said speed. His on-field speed, he's a glider. He doesn't look like he's running fast. Mm -hmm. And he he didn't run away from anybody in the Under Armour game. And and in practice, you know, he 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 wasn't amazing separation. But he caught everything. He's very fluid. Uh, He runs a 21 something 200 meters so he does have speed um but he's, it's not like we're talking about 10 400 meter guy or something like that but i just think that you know looking back we're gonna say that guy should have been a five star i got two jalen carter is one and timothy smith is the other two big defensive tackles valuable position yep. kill kill the inside and and if timothy smith showed up at an all-star game and i don't believe he did no, I think he, he I think it would have been a no no brainer five star. I think that kid is super special. That's why Florida was going so hard after him late, and uh, he stuck with Alabama, which makes me think he's even going to be more special. So you're just attacking our Florida analyst, Rob Cassidy. I'm not Blake attacking Martin. anybody. Ah, uh, seems you are. Both are top fifty players, so very very talented. From Florida. Well, I, I think a lot of these guys in the 40s, Antonio Johnson, the first day at All-American Bowl was phenomenal. I think Cody Simon is a guy who doesn't make mistakes on the field. He's super, super special. I think this is, uh, you know, I think that a lot of these like fringe fives, we're going to regret down the road. Linebackers are tough. Yeah. As, oh, yeah. As we learned in the stupid 2016 class where we had 10 five stars. <laughs> Again, I partially blame you, and I definitely blame Friedman for that. That's, well, that's let me tough. look at that list. I'll tell you who I take blame for it. 2016 linebacker. OLB. Let's start there. Was that the Mike Mitchell year? No. Rayshon uh, Smith is Friedman. <laughs> Eric Fowler was me. Because he was awesome at Army. Well, I, and I agree with you. That there was the year. Wasn't that the year we went to both? Yeah. Uh, yes, that was the year we went to both, and maybe by the end of the second okay. week, we were like seeing mirages or whatever. Yeah. No, Eric Fowler got booted out of school, so I mean, it's not like. Yeah. You know, so that wasn't really a thing. Caleb, Caleb Kelly was you. 
Caleb Kelly was, has had a very solid career at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. What's not he going to be drafted? Not a first-round career, but he'll be drafted, sure. Yeah, he'll be drafted like fifth round, sixth round. But that's not a... Mac Wilson is a hit. Yeah, he was what? Ended up in the second round? No, no, he slid. I think he, I think he slid, but for he other was, things. He was, yeah, he was in that first round discussion. Then he had a really good career. Curtis Robinson. Robinson miss, miss. That was a miss. That was that was and then, a complete miss. Keandre Jones is Friedman and Dalen Hayes is uh, Temple. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's really ultimately my fault because that let us have so many linebackers. Because Ben Davis was a can't miss. That's nobody's fault. It, that's one of the best looking linebackers you're ever going to see. He's I like agree. Curtis Grant. I you know, agree. Curtis Grant at least played a few years at Ohio State. Ben Davis just yeah. This was a bad year for me. I, that was a this is a bad year for me. <laughs> well, yeah, Mike Juarez is yours, and that's horrendous. Well, in terms of it, football talent, he was very good. No, off I saw the field him in issues. San Antonio. What did I tell you? I said I know, that's not yeah. a five star Garney, and you're like, yeah. oh, he's really good. Yeah, he and did balloon. And Trey Lamar. You know, had a good career at Clemson. Came out early for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah, probably not. And, I, I and he wasn't drafted. Nah. It was very weird. Very, yeah, very, weird. very but, weird situation there. Yeah. So that year sucked. I don't. I didn't like that year at all. So we're not going to repeat that. So I get you on the Curtis Jacobs thing and, and Cody Simon and those guys. They're all. It's a very good linebacker class. We got Wingo. We got Flo. We got Sewell. We got Demoy Kennedy, who I don't think is a five star. Yeah. So, so we got a lot of them this year, um, you know, but luckily we didn't. I mean, I must have lost my mind. I think what it was was we did that two – if that was the year, we did that two weeks back-to-back, and then I, I lost my mind. And then you lost your mind. Yeah, I think that might have been the year, and that's the reason why we should never do it again because 2016 had a lot of misses, and we should never do it again. That was the worst <laughs> trip ever. It. Like it, that I was got through awful. Under Armour. I got through Under Armour and got on a plane, as did you, to head to San Antonio, knowing that we were starting all over again. All over, all over. Ugh, but Army was, was worse because we were partnered with them at the time. So it's like I had to do a bunch of different stuff, you know, like talk to this, you know, group, group, and yeah. things, and lead, you know, we had to we had to plan out the underclassmen you know, uh, registration and all that. It was just like a nightmare. It was awful. Yeah. The only, the, the only, the only thing I remember that was good. Remember that little pizza place we found? Doe Pizzeria Napolitana. Yeah. Great place. Yeah. It was nice. And it was, and the hotel I liked a lot too. <laughs> Cause it had the, um, it had that room of magic that I had just, I never had discovered before the Marriott, um, Concier- room. Yeah. Concierge room or whatever. Uh, that was the happiest time of my life because that was before practice. So we'd go to the room and they'd have like freaking all this breakfast and stuff and cereal and jelly beans and you name it. It was great. For breakfast. And I then did. we'd have to go to practice. That is also the place where self-parking is literally like across the road from from Valet. And self-parking was like $9 a night and Valet was like 42 and you chose to valet. I, re- I do remember that, too. Mm. Well, listen, I don't self-park. You know who I am? <laughs> you know how important I am? I, mean, my was, I think self-park was actually closer to the hotel, too. No, no, no. Listen, I, do, I, do, I never self-park. It just doesn't happen. I have to valet. And then, but at least it wasn't the year we spent New Year's Eve at Denny's. Yeah, that was really the low point of my career. I mean, it was really bad. 
And it was like a bad Denny's. It wasn't even really taken care of well. So good memories there. Anything else about the 2020 rankings you want to share before we delve into these uncommitted five stars? I don't think so. I think we've done a good job here. Yeah. Biggest bust. Who's going to be the biggest bust? Let's do that first. I mean, I've already got Darnell. Who's yours? This is a tough one. Of the five stars? Yep. Call it out. Biggest bust? Yep. I know who you're going to pick, too. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say Zach Evans. No, no, no. That wasn't my pick. Go ahead. Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, I know. I've known you long enough. Of course, it's Marshawn Lloyd. I knew you were going to say Marshawn Lloyd. We could leave it at that. That's it. I mean, Harrison Bailey's got a high bust factor too as a quarterback. Well, yeah, it's not, and not only because I, I think he does because, um. He's a very talented kid, but he's just not going to have a tremendous amount of playmakers around him, you know? Well, I mean, and also, he could have hit a ceiling. I mean, he's sure. a kid who's been, you know, on the radar since sixth grade. Uh, he got better, 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 but then he lost weight and he became a little bit more fluid and, you know, working out of the pocket, extending the play and all that. But he might be who he's going to be right now. How about that's this? That's my concern. Does Demon Demas have a big bus factor? He's just an athletic kid, but he doesn't. Yeah, no, he does. He's there's a little. I mean, there's always the little in the back of your mind. There's the slight flake factor. Yeah, you know? sure. So that's always there, you know. But again, talent over rules everything. Ever since Des Bryant, we made him a four star because he was a bad kid and he had bad grades and all that stuff, and he was clearly a five star talent, one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. After that, I said, you know what? Forget it. I don't care about that little voice in the back of your head, you know, that says Zach Evans is, you know, going to be in the transfer portal and all that stuff. We just go by talent and, and that's it. You know, barring an arrest, you know, or something ridiculous off the field. But yeah, I mean, Demas is a kid who's super athletic. Obviously, everybody who hasn't seen that video of him dunking on the goalposts over three human bodies in Hawaii needs to go to Rivals' uh, Twitter feed at Rivals and check it out because it's a great show of athleticism. He could be C.D. Lamb. That's what he reminds me of. Yep. Um, but the question is, you know, A&M, uh, are they going to put playmakers around him? C.D. Lamb kind of had, you know, Baker Mayfield. And yeah, he's got Tyler super Murray. good cast. Yeah, I mean, you know. I just don't know if a going to have that quarterback play for him. So, all right, let's move on to these uncommitted kids. Uh, Broderick Jones, where's he going? I think he stays with Georgia. I do too, but it's tough. I mean, he's visiting Illinois, which is odd, uh, but he has a connection there, and you like the coaches. Yeah. Um, Arkansas he visited. Obviously, Sam Pittman was the O-line coach in Georgia when he was committed, so that makes sense. Auburn was in there. Now they've got a new offensive line coach and, you know, Matt Luke is the offensive line coach in Georgia. So there's a lot of moving parts there, but I, and he's going to Auburn this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to stick with, with uh, Georgia. Uh, Jack McNell Jr. Is the offensive line coach at Auburn. Now he's a very good recruiter uh, known, you know, not personally, but known for a long time since being up here, his dad was the guy who coached Flutie and all that stuff. So, uh, we'll see if he can close the deal there, but Matt Luke uh, has a good relationship with the kid. Next up is Zachary Evans. So I thought as of this morning, he was going to go to Ole Miss. 
And that seemed to make a whole lot of sense. But if the rumors are true that he's visiting Florida State this weekend, it almost seems like, you know, the last second that this, wherever the, the kid visits in the last second is going to be the school. And it would only make sense that a school that really has not been involved with him for years, maybe, uh, would end up getting him. So I'm going to pick Florida State. All right. Well, let's see. My sources with boots on the ground in Tallahassee have not got back to me. Okay. Yet. Uh, we all know who that's in reference to. And I don't know. <laughs> I tweeted out the other day. Listen, I'm not going to lie to people. I don't know. Yeah, you know, no one knows. Obviously, you know, Texas A&M's running back coach just got hired by Tennessee. So everybody's like, oh, Tennessee, yeah, yeah. That's why they did it. That's not why they did it. No. You don't, you don't hire a coach to get one kid unless you're – I won't even say what school has done that in the past. But there's a few of them. There's a few of them, and yeah, some that, have panned out, some have not before, panned out. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. It's happened before. Um, But, but uh, I'm just going to stick with Georgia. I don't know. I think the end of this story, you know, he hasn't finished his story yet. Right. You like how I said that? It's almost right. like a circular thing. Right. And I think it finishes with the most unlikely outcome, which is that he signs a letter to Georgia, says, please put it away or rip it up or do whatever with it. I don't want to go there. And then he ends up back at Georgia. This, hey. I'll tell you what this reeks of. This reeks of Bryce Brown, just yes. over the top, and it, and the cherry on the top would be if he ended up at Tennessee as Bryce Brown did. Now Bryce Brown obviously didn't have a great college career. He got concussed early at Tennessee, never became the star we expected. Didn't really do much at Kansas State. Then all of a sudden shows up at the NFL. That's how talented he was, and had a really good year with the Eagles. Yeah, and then was on the, the Bills for a while. But but this reminds me of that circus that was Bryce Brown, which went beyond signing day. And I'm going to tell you this. Ready, everybody? Zach Evans ain't going to make his decision next Wednesday. Yeah, I could see that absolutely happening, too. This one's going into March and April. So, you know, uh, those of us who, you know, have enjoyed the ride, especially Rob Cassidy, (laughs) fret not. (coughs) Fret not, Rob. It's not over. Zach, it's never over. (laughs) And then we've got, you know, again, as I mentioned, he's a potential transfer portal kid just because of all the stuff around him and just a lot of moving parts with that one. So that's the one you say Florida State, I say Georgia, but I don't think we'll know for a while. Jordan Birch, has he, he visited LSU? Mm-hmm. Every, everything's very quiet around Jordan Birch. LSU being very, very quiet about his visit. I like how you used that. That was very dramatic there. I like that. Sources with boots on the ground at Baton Rouge won't even talk about Jordan Birch. Does he stay at South Carolina or does he go to LSU? So the rumor I heard yesterday from another source is uh, with boots on the ground is um, that his mother actually wants him at LSU. That that the mother wants him there. The mother is a big shot caller in this entire decision. And I, f- I'm getting the feeling that he's going to go to LSU. Uh, you know, I'm going to say South Carolina, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I think he's visiting South Carolina this weekend. Uh, that, yes. Yes. So they're gonna they're gonna wrap him up there. And LSU just hired Bo Pelini, and if there's anybody on this earth who can turn <laughs> a kid off 
in two seconds. <laughs> it's Bo Pelini. The only good thing about Ed Orgeron hiring Bo Pelini as his defensive coordinator is that Bo Pelini is now back in the mainstream, the right. Twitter handle, and and he's gonna be tweeting like crazy, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, good coach, uh, a little questionable as far as you know. Kids take him different ways, so I'm gonna say South Carolina. As as Bo Pelini once said, "F all of you." Okay. Yeah. Oh no, he said that like directly to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this. But his time at Nebraska. Listen, I think they would they would take him back, and that's the funny thing about you know fan bases. Sometimes is like you complain. Oh, all we do is win ten games. We can never get over the top. And then the guy goes, and then you can't win any games. So I, I looked this up the other day just to see what was going on with Bo Pelini at Nebraska because, you know, you, you kind of forget. Seven seasons, three yeah. 10-win seasons, four nine-win seasons. That's amazing. Never – Scott Frost, two years. Two years, Scott Frost, nine wins in two seasons. So yeah, we won't even talk about Riley because that's horrible. So, exactly. Yeah. I think I he's, get it. I, I, yeah, he could definitely turn people off, but I also think that he's had a little bit of a comeuppance and realizes that he can't go and say whatever he wants to whoever. And I'm, he's a loose cannon and he has a bad attitude. There's no doubt about it. People but, don't change. I know, but uh, but I think that Jordan Birch is not going to LSU for or not for Bo Pelini. I think he's going there because who knows what the situation is at South Carolina after this next season. If he wanted to sign, he could have signed. If he didn't want to take a late visit to LSU again, he wouldn't have had to. He did. I just think this is trending to LSU now. All right. Well, you're going to be wrong. I could I'm be gonna wrong. Quote, I'm going to quote the great movie John Wick. Ready? Mm-hmm. People don't change, John. Times they do. How do you like that? It's a terribly constructed sentence. Times oh, yeah. they well, do. It, it's, dude, it's from, uh, I think his name's Vigo. He's some Russian mobster. I mean, he's not, English isn't his first language. Oh, Vigo Mortensen? No, not Vigo Mortensen. That's a real actor. It's a real human being. This is v- a guy playing a guy named Vigo. Vigo the Destroyer in Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> no, not that either. Have you not watched John Wick? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm too busy with my other shows. Dude, there's three John Wicks now. I don't like action movies that much. They're kind of lame. All all he does is kill people. Ah, all he does. I don't like killing. I like life. And he just puts bullets in their head. Like, there's no kill shot to the Chester. And he's got to finish them off with a bullet in the head. And this is Tom Cruise. Oh, my. Dave, should we stop the podcast right now? <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves. Hello. Oh. One well, of the greatest actors of our generation. I do agree with that. I mean, he, he was awesome in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> and did he's you, also did you ever something see, else I saw. Did you ever see Sweet November, which is the saddest, most depressing movie on earth? No, I've never seen that one. Well, it's right up there with My Life by Michael Keaton. With yes. Michael Keaton in it. G- when he had cancer and then he documented. Yes. The, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Is that a terror? Oh, my God. Is that sad? Well, Sweet November is right up there, bro. Check it out. There's a it's movie. Dave, Charlie Dave Theron's might, in it, though. So, eh. Dave might what? Dave, Dave might know this. There's a movie that just came out on Netflix that 
Keanu Reeves plays Keanu Reeves. And he's awesome in it. And I forget what the movie is, but it's a great role. Uh, no, I, I haven't recommend it. I haven't heard of that one. Ah, I don't know. So let's move Come on. Come on, Dave. Keanu Hold Reeves. On. Look at that right now. It's the one where... Always Be My Maybe? Yes, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to check it out because I yeah. love Keanu Reeves. It's very All good. Right. He's only in it for like 10 minutes, but he plays himself, and it's just a great role. Well, he's he's the, him and Bruce Willis are the greatest actors of our time. So get your wife, get some popcorn, get a nice bottle of wine, light a candle, Mike, put on your Snuggie. Nope, none of that. Then get Always Be My Maybe going. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. Those are the only three five stars. Yeah, those are the only three left. Only three left. So then you got to go down to Avante Williams, who's going to Florida, right? I, yeah, I would, I would be shocked if he didn't. I'm still chewing, by the way. These are so good, though. Ugh. And then you go down to, I know it's kind of gross. I'm disgusting. But yeah. I have a following, believe it or not. Malachi Weidman, who could end up at Tennessee. Yeah, I think Tennessee, yeah. Or Ole Miss. I mean, you know, Florida State, he's a verbal still. But that kid's athletic. That kid, the dynamic basketball player, and 6'5", 190. He could be an overlooked kid in this class, too. Mm-hmm. It just depends on where he goes. But that his one, you know, is up in the air. And then you get down to Jameer Gibbs, who we think is going to stick with Georgia Tech. McKinley Jackson, we really don't know. I still think Kiffin's going to get up. Like, I don't think I don't think anybody else does. I mean, I think they're kind of out, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're out. I think it's LSU Alabama. Or it's, a lot of people are saying LSU Texas A&M now. So. Yes, I've heard because uh, A&M gets the last visit, so that's important. <clears throat> and LSU got you know a visit uh, in mid January. So his Alabama visit was in September. Um, Ole Miss is obviously home school, you know, home state school, so you can go there anytime. And then Auburn got a visit in December, but they're not really a player here. So could LSU get Birch and Jackson? That would be amazing. Well, I mean, listen, the season they had, they should be getting guys like that. Sure. That's it. Bottom line. They, they're just, they should be recruiting with the Alabamas and Clemson's of the world. Um, and then Cedric Van Parent Pran, he's going to stick with Georgia probably. Berger? He's going to go to Wisconsin. I mean, there was yeah, some I talk so about too. him going to uh, Rutgers because Rutgers, you know, got Shiano and, and they've got some Don Bosco connections and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, listen, if you're in New Jersey back and you decide not to go to Wisconsin, you've got problems. Right. Ron Dane, who else? Anthony Davis, Corey, Corey Clement. Clement. And now Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I mean, come on. That, that, yeah. I mean, you could not go because you don't want to screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only reason I would think you wouldn't go. So No, you got to go. Um, you got to go there. Yeah. Not a lot of, you know, because your only signing period has kind of killed it, but not a lot of uncommitted guys out there. So, you know, next Wednesday will be pretty light. I know you'll be doing in-studio stuff with your cold and your broken arm and all that stuff. Um, let's talk about my quarterback list because it's really amazing. It is amazing. I, it I will tell you, it is amazing. That's one word for it. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right I number one and two, I'm fine with. Number one and two. Oh, oh, okay, thanks. Those were the ones I struggled the most with. Those are tough to sit. Trevor Lawrence and 
Justin Field is really difficult. No. <laughs> so Sam Howell, number three, you don't like? It's okay. It's a little high. I mean, let's not get well, crazy. Well, who would your number three be? Because it really is a huge drop-off after those two. See, I think Jamie Newman is a pretty big number three. I got a lot of grief. Now, he put up good numbers at Wake Forest last year, and they had a really good year, but people don't know who Jamie Newman is. So I put him sixth, no. and people said that that was way too high. No way. That's... And, that, and, that, and they got, you know, everybody said I got Ellinger too high at four, but, um, you know, who else are you going to take? I mean, Tanner Morgan's good. He's five. Brock Purdy's good. He's seven. Neither of those guys are world beaters. No. Mond should then... not be on the list. <laughs> Look at his stats, though. I know it's, a, you know, he does, like, a couple years ago against Clemson and Alabama, he was really good. And then I think last year against Clemson and Alabama, he's awful. But he's putting up a lot of numbers against inferior opponents. Yes. Yes, he but, is. <laughs> but his numbers are still good. I mean, he had 28 touchdowns total last season. He plays an SEC schedule, SEC West schedule. You know, and, and people are like, well, Ian Book should be on there. Or some of these other guys. And I'm like, come on. Come Ian Book on. has more... Uh, touchdown passes than Kellen Mond, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and he took Notre Dame to the college football playoff. System guy. Mond's wow. doing it all himself. Got no running game. He has, no a, trem- he has a tremendous running game, an average offensive line, and receivers that should strangle him because they're so talented and he doesn't get them the ball. Because every ball is thrown 20 yards into the stands. Where would you put Trask? Because I got a lot of bad mentions for that. See, Trask is an interesting one. Because I think he could be... I think it's it's very important that he comes back next year. Because I'm still not sold on Emory Jones running that offense full time. So in terms of talent, Trask probably is not top 10. In terms of importance of coming back to run the offense and stability, Trask is definitely top 10. How's that for an answer? That's not an answer. I'm saying he should be on the list. What number? 10. De'Eric King should be higher because he completely right. makes that makes that offense uh, completely different. The, the quarterback situation there was such a mess this year that they couldn't figure out at all. They gave Tate Martell no chance to run it. De'Eric King is a better Tate Martell. They have playmakers. They'll be fine. Brock Purdy. I have them ahead of Trask. I have them It sounds like you're agreeing with my list, except for Ian Book. And I agree. You're, no. King should be higher. Mon you have a should be a quarterback up. that should be on here that I haven't had. Ian Book. Other than him. Oh. So we're kind of you. on the same page. Let me look at the list of court. What about Sean Clifford? Well, that's a good one. It's I didn't overlook him. I just I didn't put him on there because he didn't finish the season so super strong. And then Jalen Daniels, Daniel, Jalen Daniels, and Slovis, your West Coast guys, definitely were considered. So hold on, I'm but, going down. I'm going down the list to see if anyone else should be considered. No, there's trust me. They cover all bases. You don't you cover all bases. Do you have any idea who I am? You overlook plenty. How important I am. What about? Who do I overlook? Jack Cohn at Wisconsin. <laughs> you should again. This should be the end of the podcast. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in John Wick and freaking 
Jack Cohn at Wisconsin. I don't care about John Wick. I'm not 14 years Jack old. Jack Cohn is not even a top 25 quarterback in the country. You think he Period. wins that job? What about Ryan Holinsky at South Carolina? Mm-hmm. Believe it when I see it. Jake Bennett yeah. was supposed to be Ryan Olinsky before I know Ryan Olinsky. I know one you missed, and you overlooked mm-hmm. him, and you're, you're going to say that you didn't, but you did. Go ahead. Bo Nix. No, I didn't overlook him. I thought of him. Oh, uh, you I, did. I, 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 exactly, as you said you were going to say. No, he's outside the top 15 for me. He's still young. Give him time. But, you know, when you look at the numbers that Jaden Daniels and Sam Howell put up last year, Jaden Daniels is the one you should make the argument for. That's another really? very good one, sure. Yeah, right. But I didn't include him because there's only room for 10. And Kellen Mond had to get in there because I made him a five-star. If 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 you watch a football game and you think Kellen Mond is a better player than Jane Daniels, then I don't, just don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kellen Mond, this is what's funny about Kellen Mond. He's, he's going to set so many A&M passing <laughs> records. I know. <laughs> Just because yeah. he's there for more years and right. they haven't really had a tremendous history of quarterbacks. <laughs> he's gonna go down he's gonna go down as the best all time quarterback in Texas A and M history. Yeah. Like yeah. like who's who's a great quarterback and went to Texas A and M? Didn't Tannehill go to Texas A and M? Yeah, but he was he started off as a wide receiver, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Hold on. And it's not like he's great. I mean he's good. Well, he's doing something that Mond might not ever do. Yeah, play in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. Five greatest quarterbacks in Texas A&M history. Ready? Okay. Uh, No, I don't want to subscribe to your stupid newspaper. Oh, (laughs) I'm so stupid. (laughs) Did you subscribe? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. I'm so stupid. How did I forget Johnny Manziel? This is why I shouldn't do lists. Oh my god, he went to Heisman. All right, okay, okay, okay. We forgot Manziel. Okay, that's understandable. Oh, Tannehill. No, it's not. That's not understandable. We need to take laps <laughs> for that. We need to run steps for that. I mean, Kyler Murray's father, Kevin Murray, Bucky Richardson, Gary Kubiak, Tannehill. Yeah, this Gerard list is Johnson. This list is yeah, pretty it's light. Not good. But the fact that we forgot, I mean, we should lose our podcast immediately. That would be fine. Johnny Manziel. How do we forget Johnny Manziel? I think people are happy we're back, and we're going to wrap this up by talking about uh, 90 Day Fiance, because I do know at least one person who listens to our podcast who looks forward to that section. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. So the two beekeepers are the most annoying people on earth. Okay. I, um, I want... Imagine leaving because your mommy told you you can't get married to a woman with kids. Okay, ready? Imagine coming over and, and you, you can't even communicate without a without a translator phone. These, these two idiots can't talk to each other. No, no. I can't talk to my wife and we speak the same language, let alone... Want, he's like, I want to hug you. But he says it in whatever what language he's... I want to kill you. She's. It's like... Anna idiots. Happy... What? Oh my God! <laughs> so they're like the worst. They're the worst. I, 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 I'm tempted to change it when they come on. Now the and I'm not good with names at all. The dude with the uh, the the grandmother porn star. Yes, Michael and Angela. I like. Michael. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, Annie and. No, 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 no. Yeah, Annie. No, not Annie. Annie's with the fat penguin guy who's on Pillow Talk. No, no, no. Annie, Annie is her name. The one that he just bought her red shoes. Yeah, what's his name? 
Oh, Robert. Is it? Yeah, Annie and Robert. The guy who I, promised I like, her a lot of money and then he came yeah. over and he has no money. I like him. Because <laughs> like all she does is complain and all he does is just tell her how it is. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he just tells her how it is. But can you imagine the audacity of sitting down with the Bryson's grandmother as a porn star? She pulls out her checkbook and goes, mm-hmm. how much money would it take to get you out of this country? <laughs> Thankfully, none of this is staged. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. I believe it's completely true. <laughs> the crazy Ukrainian girl, I hate. The one who might have bad. an FBI file? Oh, is that what they said? I, I missed that part. Yeah, they said that they can't tell him. The big tall guy from Squeam that oh, lives yeah, with yeah, both yeah, angles. Yeah. They said they, they, there's confidential information as to why she can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a little suspicious and, there. Yeah, I like I like him. Well, we need Rudy to get over there and root out that corruption. And Uncle Bo. <laughs> Bojangles. Get Bojangles over there. Um, I like Angela and Michael, of course. I'm tired of them already. No, baby. I just want to. Ne- I never <laughs> lie to you, baby. I just want to see who's going to tote the baby for them. Michael? I got one egg. <laughs> <laughs> She See, asked, I do that pretty well. She asked her own daughter to ha- to to be the. No, she made him ask. <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> That's even better That's to the be best. the egg donor. I can't They're believe, awesome. I can't They're believe gold. you don't like Anna and Marcel, the Turkish guy who couldn't couldn't marry her because his mommy said not to. He flies all the way to home to Turkey. They fight, and now he wants to come back and marry her. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Well, he is coming back. Uh, and then the he's son doesn't seen, want him there. He's been seen on Instagram in uh, the United States. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I follow this stuff. I'm telling you, I love that. Child. I like I like Nicole. She's the pretty one, right? That's that is that one married the, the the rich Connecticut guy. Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember her name, but yeah. And how about what an angel that ex wife is, huh? Yeah. Oh no, Nicole. Isn't Nicole the one marrying the Russian guy that's been married twice with two kids? Oh no. Wow, we're really bad at this. Yeah. Yeah, she might be. I don't like Sasha. All right. What what's the what's the cute one, the sweet one whose ex wife, you know, like she's marrying the Connecticut guy. Hold on. Let me see. You'd think I'd know this. Yeah, she's the model from Brazil. Greenwich. Yeah. Oh, and Blake and Jasmine, they're fun. Jasmine's a she's she's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, is there anyone more rude in the history of this show than than uh, than her? Yeah, she she really is like she's like right up my alley because she doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> she just wants to sit and stare at the wall. Yeah, but she, he's here for ninety days. She lives in her sh- her mother's shed in the backyard. Then she leaves for 30 days to go to Costa Rica for some holistic conference. And then she comes home and says to some reader that uh, he's not the he's not her the love of her life, her life. That her first one is her soulmate. I mean, this guy's got to leave. Uh, OK, so Natalie's the crazy one from you. My- Michael and Juliana. <clears throat> Ah, that's who it is. 
I like Juliana. She seems nice. Yeah, she seems very nice. And she has a good relationship with uh, his ex-wife, which goes a long way, and their kids are cool. I think that one could actually work out really well. Yeah, and I think Tanya could be the worst human being ever. Who's that? She's the one with Sinjin, the dude with the hair. Oh, yes, that's who I was talking about. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, she is a horrible person who lives in her mother's shed. And she's in Connecticut. Yeah. Right up the road. So, so again, it's the greatest show ever. The new one starts February 23rd. I know you're ready for that. Yeah, did you see the previews with the guy with no neck that puts, yes, may- that that puts mayonnaise awesome. in his hair? Yes. I started putting mayonnaise in my hair right after that, and it does. It makes it very shiny and a little bit slick, and you do smell like salad, but um, it's really a good idea. But, yeah, she's going to take one look at him. I mean, I don't think they've videoed chatted, have they? I don't know. Although, through the years, we've seen a lot of beautiful women want to come here for the 90 days. Well, yeah. And, and do you follow Anfisa on Instagram yet? No, I don't. You should. She's turned into like a fitness model. Oh, nice. Oh, you gotta follow her. Is she back with the guy? No, no, uh, no, no. She's moved on in her life. Well, what? She's a fitness model. Get it. I'm done with my RX bar. I have to. I have to pee a lot. So All let's right. go. We're done. <laughs>